Yeah. You know what? Um, I kind of like how you said that and structured everything. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to actually cut out that whole section and move I'm gonna it. I'm going to delete it because fuck you. You don't do better than me. <laughs> <laughs> Hi there, couch potatoes. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Dustin. I'm Corey. And we are the Couch Play Cousins. Today, we're talking about adulthood and gaming. You see, when a man loves a video game very much. <laughs> no, but we're going we're gonna to be discussing how adulthood sort of affects gaming. <laughs> just, just in case there's any kids listening out there. <laughs> Stay young. <laughs> Stay young as long as you can. <laughs> was it was it uh, that was that movie uh, Billy Madison. Uh, Adam Sandler Billy Madison. He's like shaking his double yeah, chin. <laughs> that was excellent. And uh and for those of you that are also uh full grown adults, let's commiserate together. And let's start by drinking. Corey, what do you got today? I'm trying to finish off these uh it's called a stone lager tropic of thunder. Ooh. Uh it's that weird kind of like mixed between a lager and a ghost I had a couple sessions ago and mm. I didn't really like it, but I keep staring at my like remaining four out of my six pack and I'm like, ah, oh, I have to finish these because I don't want to waste it. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like slowly going through my beer that I hate. <laughs> yep. Um, well, as an adult, I can go out and buy my own alcohol. So this is true. <laughs> so I actually just yesterday we went out um, and bought like a shit ton of beer. Like I think I spent over a hundred bucks in beer. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so I cracked a blue moon. Oh, Ritzy. Yeah. That's right. You can get fancy <laughs> you, when you get older. You have orange zest <laughs> on the rim of the glass. Well, I'm doing <laughs> I'm doing cans now. I'm getting into cans. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it's I feel like things taste a little bit better and it's easier to clean up. It, it, you know, a little bit of interesting segue with that. Now that we're talking about adult stuff, I, I agree. I think uh for some reason I thought cans are give a metallic taste to your beer. Mm. And bottles would be better, but I, for some weird reason, I think cans actually are better. And I, I haven't figured it out yet, but I think there's a little bit of truth to that. Hey, anyone out there well, who drinks a lot of beer, let yeah. us know. <laughs> well, I mean, we said it, so it's true. Absolutely. So. We have mics, so. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So oh, automatically, you. what we say is right. <laughs> um, all right. And uh, joining us today is no one. <laughs> we actually had a guest lined up today, but uh, he backed out. Ironically, because of his adult privilege. <laughs> yeah, because of his kids. So it kind of works with the theme. So I thought it would be fun to mention it. You know, everyone's getting so damn busy that perhaps no one is the best guest of all. <laughs> We're <It's true>. so <laughs> lonely. <laughs> I'm in like a goofy mood today. Anyway, so yeah, gaming, how adulthood affects gaming. Uh, let's jump in um, and just let me ask you a question and we'll sort of both go over this, but why why do we play games as an adult? So like Corey, why do you play games in your adulthood still? Uh I would say probably to dodge the existential crisis that we were slowly maneuvering in on me. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I was going to say um escapism. I think one of the biggest things that like with the monotony of like your 9 to 5 job, constantly going into work and making money for the man you know the man yeah um just that constant grind of nine to five that most people take vacations or they go and watch a fucking movie or i don't know read a, read a good book i don't know what the fuck <laughs> other people do but i picked video games because i i hate reading and uh movies you know you get what one session out of it and it's cool but games i think for your best bang for your buck escapism wise is a, is a fucking video game yeah you spend about 40 or 50 bucks which 
is basically a date night on average with a movie. Yeah. And you get like in a week or two, maybe even more if the game's really fucking good, you know, of escapism and, and just something that pulls you away from this whole reality that we call the nine to five grind. And, it, it, you know, uh, other than that, it's just like uh, the sheer entertainment value, the the visual stimulation of it. I've never been much of a book reader since I was a kid. Uh, books don't, don't pull me in anymore. Uh, something about the visual appeal of video games, the, the art style of it. There's something very enthralling about video games and the stories that you get to experience, but on a visual level. Uh, and I think just very intriguing even the culture i think yeah. uh being a gamer well plus like, you, kind of you, it's like you're integrated into it it's like kind of your yeah. personality too exactly you get, to, you get to kind of put your identity you're right you get to kind of put your identity into this story and you don't do that as much with i think movies or books or mo- movies and books i think their whole goal at the end of the day is they have a, a make you have a cathartic moment and emotionally connect yourself with this character that you're reading about where video games i feel like you can bond more with that the character or helps you maybe self-identify maybe a little bit more i'm not sure some yeah. book readers out there might challenge me on that yeah, i mean okay. i don't know about you but i was the main protagonist in 50 shades of gray so <laughs> 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 yeah no that's a that's a great answer i feel like mine uh, it's gonna be hard to follow i like turtles that's my that's right follow me bitch <laughs> um I think you said it well, but um, yeah, I think all of us, you know, we engage in some kind of activity, whether it's movies, books, what have you. And, and and it's funny that you said, you know, like getting such a short amount of time out of, you know, like a movie. And that's exactly why I find like TV series to be more engaging now. But yeah, like I'm I'm not just not a big fan of reading, even even before I got older and my eyes started to wear away. <laughs> my uh, <laughs> withering slowly. Yeah. <laughs> but um, even even when I was younger, I just I, I was never I never really enjoyed reading. I was, I was I'm always a a slow reader like even reading text in a video game i'm very slow at it but i've always just found games to be the most engaging medium out there kind of like what you said and i also feel like it impacts my own creativity so hmm. um because a lot like you're interacting but a lot of games there's a lot of puzzle solving or what have you and that like you know helps work out your brain and helps you develop and it kind of like as you know creators ourselves like it helps us you know sort of uh, get fresh ideas and new perspectives on things. And I find that you get more out of games in that regard than you do any other medium. But on a more uh, real level, real sad, depressing level. Because it's, it's actually kind of funny because I was into games when I was a kid. Um, and then I sort of drifted off like all through like high school and college. I, I kind of mm. grew out of games a little bit. Like I still dabbled, but it wasn't until like only, I don't know, like well, maybe within the past, like in between five and 10 years, I can't remember specifically um, that I started getting back into it again, because as you're getting older, social groups, friends, all that kind of stuff sort of changes and uh, and sort of just something to do <laughs> anyway. Um, and I you know what? I also kind of feel like I know I'm older now, but I don't like feel like I'm much older than I felt when I was, you know, a teenager or anything like that. You know, like I feel like I'm still like I still just want to have fun all the time. Until you try jumping on a trampoline yeah. and everything comes crashing down. <laughs> I did. I jumped on a tw- trampoline at age 28 and threw my back out. <laughs> that's, that's kids right there. That's where you realize the things have, sh- tides have shifted. Yeah. When you just simply try to jump after a Frisbee or something and you land, you're like, ah, yep. I tweaked something. Yeah. <laughs> and it just kind of jumps out of nowhere too. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so that's that's sort of why I play games. But let's um so let's get into the, like the big and obvious one, right? Like the the differences nowadays like as you get older of uh of our time and responsibilities that we have. You know, and and the first thing uh that comes to my mind is sort of like 
how our perception of time is so much different now. So Mm -hmm. as you know, like when we're kids, like you remember how long like summer was when we were kids, just like, I feel like an eternity. Yeah. I mean, and, and really you didn't have much responsibility that you, um, you know, throughout your day. So it was just like every, like all the time was yours. Now we have to like, you know, make food ourselves. We have to make our own like appointments, whether it's doctors, dentists, all this kind of stuff on top of like, we have to like fix up our homes and all that kind of shit. So it's like when you were a kid, all that shit was done for you. So literally time was just, was your, yours for the making. And, uh, and now it's just like, we have so much less of it. So that, so it goes so much faster. It's just interesting how you kind of like lumped in time and responsibilities in, in the same one. And I think the two are kind of like, I had to do that for time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think as a kid, the two kind of like homogenously, homogeneously overlap. What's the worst they have to do? They have to clean their room and stuff like that. Yeah, that was and the they worst. Don't feel like, and they don't feel like the crushing weight of uh, adult responsibilities. Like, you know, your mortgage or your rent. There's all these things in the background constantly looming yeah. over you as an adult that are responsibilities. They're always in the back of your head. And even though you don't have to, like, take care of them right now, it's always that kind of taking up space in your brain where kids don't even have, like, that, like, looming responsibilities they just feel free yeah and i think adults we're just more cognizant of the fact that we have very limited time because tomorrow we have a pta meeting and blah 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 blah. a A meeting it it just you know and kids don't ever have to have that feeling they go okay i'm at school now i'm at school now it's all my time yeah you know you know and it's it's even like uh you know like i was mentioning the home ownership and like the uh like just keeping up with those chores and responsibilities like yesterday uh just out of nowhere uh, a shelf that uh like sort of one of those wall shelves you know that you like mm-hmm. nail in screw in um just completely collapsed out of the wall which um <laughs> i thought was strange because you know we have like wall anchors but it was like the wood itself like the actual shelf itself I guess the wood wore away over time and it just like collapsed. Um, so it's like just shit like happens all the time. It just completely just takes all your time away. Um, That's so true. <laughs> but as um, a kid, you look at that and go, fuck it. And you just walk away, walk away. It's like not my problem. But now as an adult, you're like, God damn it. That's, you know, <laughs> yep. And like, even like jobs, I know like you have school when you're a kid, but like jobs just have a different impact. And some jobs, depending, like can impact even on weekends or evenings, depending on what you do. And then, of course, you don't get those summer breaks and everything like that. Again, I guess it depends on what you do. But yeah, so jobs have a significant impact. And then, you know, because like not only is that like eight hours or so of your day gone, but then when you come home, you know, you got to get, you know, dinner or whatever prepped. You got to do, you know, whatever it might be. Maybe you got to just spend time with your significant other. And then, of course, there's kids and pets. (laughs) like i mean i don't have kids but i have a dog and that's fucking that takes a lot of the same thing almost if not worse (laughs) sometimes (laughs) yeah i'm sure a lot of people will be like a motherfucker but no it's like it's like that alone takes up so much time over stupid little shit that like i never would have thought and again like when i was a kid i was like always begging my parents i want a dog i want a dog and now you get one you're older and you realize you have to do all the things it's like fuck I think as an adult, I think it's not only that you have more things that take up time, but each one of those things takes up a significant amount of time in general. Like as a kid, like you're basically given dinner, you're basically like taken care yeah. of as an adult. Like you talked about, like as soon as you come home from spending time away, you really like value what very, very limited time you have. Yeah. You have a 24 hour day and sleep. You might get like three to four hours out of a day where you can like actually do stuff. 
Yeah. And in the context of, of how that impacts, you know, like the actual, uh, actual games themselves, like nowadays, that's why like open worlds sort of scare me because like they're <laughs> so fucking long. It takes, you know, like, like even like a, a standard game can take like 40 to 60 hours, you know, to complete nowadays. Um, and of course you get those big open worlds, you know, you can spend over hundreds of hours in games. It's hard to, it's hard to do that when you're, when you're limited with time. And so, yeah, it's like, I, I like a lot of times I see people maybe make, um, complaints or something or mild complaints about like a game's length if it's too short oftentimes i find those games to be like really nice because i'm like oh that was perfect for me that's such a good point uh games that we used to be able to crank out as kids like oh it's 100 hours sure i'll get it done in like three days or four days you just do a bunch of all-nighters you're like well that was a fun game especially during the summer yeah but you have the same length of game it's like oh god this is gonna take me like months Mm -hmm. to fulfill Well, that's why like, um, I find that like mobility is more important nowadays. So like these mobile systems, uh, I love the idea. Like, that's why I love the switch and I instantly fell in love with it when it came out. Cause I do take that thing to work. And, uh, I used Obviously to see an easy job he has. Yeah. I remember one time, <laughs> like I was getting my, I was going through like a car wash and like, while I was getting my car washed, I put a couple of hours into smash brothers or something like that at one point. Like, mm. so like, I, I do find that's, it's, it's great because then it's like, not just not just that, but it's the other things. Like, um, if, you know, if somebody else in my house is wants to watch TV, I can still play it, whether it's, you know, like just portably right there, or I can go upstairs, lay in bed or something, play it right before bed. Like it's so important to me. And that's why I also like, uh, for gaming PC, I have a laptop cause I can travel with it if I need to. And I'm not sort of locked down to one area. Cause we sort of like, I sort of share, you know, a lot of rooms in my house. So, you know, it's the way it is. Yeah. So what about like, do you think that like age itself actually has an impact on gaming? Meaning like uh, from the sense of like, for example, a change in, say, your tastes, you know, oh, um, and okay. like, you know, like maybe you really liked a certain type of game back then. And then like maybe you try to revisit it, you know, like for nostalgia purposes or you try to play a new game like right. Like if we're maybe you love the old text based classic JRPGs, like, for example, nowadays, I find it sort of hard. Like it's 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 almost like I can't be bothered anymore with like text. <laughs> like I find myself like rapidly, like skipping through text stuff because a, I am a slow reader, but it's just like, I don't know something about it's just sort of shifted over time. And I used to just, uh, I don't know. It's just changed. Like I'm just more in a hurry or something. I do feel like my, my patience for games and uh, their content or for them to get good uh, has definitely got a lot thinner because when I was younger, you know, I, I didn't really have much taste or anything to base my opinions on other than, oh, this game game looks cool, uh, you know, stuff like that. And I had like very loose opinions and things really related to the game could have been put in garbage and I'd be like, eh, wasn't bad. <laughs> and uh, I think now uh, as I'm older, I've become a lot more impatient with garbage games mm-hmm. and or games that are unnecessarily filled with like bloating or like time wasting stuff like fetch quests and things like that. Like uh, I've, become, I've become a lot more critical in my uh, my older age because I just don't feel like I have the time to waste on garbage games. I think it's probably a thought that's been planted in my head. It's like, I ain't got time for this. This <laughs> game sucks. I'm wasting ain't time. I could be playing on that. a good game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You do have to be more selective for sure. I like I, you know, another thing that I found is that like there's just, well, at least in general, there's this sort of loss of the magic you know, like, cause when you're a kid and your, your, your mind is still developing and your, your, your brain is a little bit more creative just regularly, it's easier for you to sort of like create the immersion factors, like additional immersion factors anyway. Whereas mm-hmm. now it's just sort of like kind of reading through the bits and pieces. So it's really like, you can't really experience games uh, today in the same way that you could when we were younger. 
And you know, like I, there's, there's, I think that there's a little bit of a gray area because we talked about this before in the past. Well, I've talked about this before in the past, but I said <laughs> how like breath of the wild has given me sort of that experience again, which I didn't think was possible. And, um, so I do think that like, if a game is like designed fun, like, at, you know, fundamentally at its core rooted in exploration and fun, like you can get elements, but I would even say that it's hard to say if that game was truly the same as, you know, like something like Ocarina was for me when I was a kid, because again, that's just extra magic element I had. So with, with age, that's something that you just straight up just lose, you know, like as you sort of like develop and understand the real world more and everything. So it's kind of sad. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. A game's immersive quality does, I think, change as you get older. I think the last game I was like truly immersed in, which is kind of weird, is um, the VR version of Resident Evil. Uh, was it Biohazard? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why you're in that house with that yeah, crazy. Seven. Yeah. The, the crazy family. And uh, the, I think that's like if I was looking back to a game I was truly felt immersed in, it took like the power of VR hmm. as an adult to really pull me in. And uh, it's kind of weird that that was the last game I could think of that I was truly immersed in, but it's just through just sheer force of like that's cool. Have sucks. you have yeah. you played uh, have you have you played uh, Half Life Alex at all? No, I actually want to look into that one because it looks good. Yeah, same and, here. I'm uh, hearing great things, but that's a that's a cool uh, that's a cool perspective. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, just like I said, like they, they, um, as an adult, I think you need to be brute forced into some immersion. Where like as a kid, you kind of mentioned that it came more naturally. You could almost imagine yourself riding through that field or uh, clearing out that bunker on D Day, and, and you know you became more just with your imagination more easily immersed. Where I think as an adult, you just Something about you just lose that ability as an adult, which kind of sucks. But yeah. yeah, yeah, we even like we're even a little bit more cynical, you know, so like like visual, um, you know, inconsistencies and all that kind of shit bothers us way more nowadays than it maybe would when we were kids. At least, mm -hmm. well, at least some of us, maybe more than others, I'm sure. But there's even like, you know, it's even funny too with age is like, there's a lot of financial differences. Like, of course, like when you're a kid, like if you're, if you're like, not every kid has, um, is fortunate enough to like get things like allowance, um, or anything like that. I know I had an allowance when I was a kid. I know I'm a yuppie, but, um, <laughs> but like, it was funny. Like I, after, like if I did, you know, stuff around the house for like a full month, I'd get like $20, you know? And then, um, and I would save that money up to get like one game like maybe one game every couple of months or a few months, or like sometimes I just beg or, or you get gifts on, uh, or games for gifts. But nowadays it's kind of ironic because nowadays we're both working. We have like all this flexible income to spend on games. And yet I just don't have nearly the same amount of time to invest in it. So that's the deep irony. Yeah. It's like you either have no money and a shit ton of time to play games. Yep. We have a bunch of money. You can get every single game you want. Yep. And you don't have any fucking time. And I, I, it's always a thing like I used to wait till Black Friday to get a shit ton of sales. Yeah. When I was a kid to get all the games, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you'd have a shit ton of time to play through all of them. But now by the time Black Friday rolls around, I've already bought every single game throughout the year that I could want. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I still have a backlog I have to play. So it's just like, <laughs> it still sucks. I remember when I was, uh, when I was a kid, I was like 12, 13, something like that. Um, you remember my one neighbor that lived behind me, he was like a good, like 10 to 12 years older than us. Mm -hmm. And, um, I remember he would like drive and, and, and he had a job and I kept thinking to myself, wow, like just think he can buy any game he wants or he can buy any super soaker or anything like that. Like I would always think that. And then it's like, you grow up and you're like, well, yeah, but I can't fucking do anything with it. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, and then there's even like, um, like health implication, right? Like, cause 
when you're a kid, you fucking rebound so much. Like you can stay up, sleep in or like have a fucked up sleep schedule or you can like fucking sit for hours and it won't be as big as a deal. It's like now, like now that I'm an adult, like if I sit for like two hours, I'm like, oh, my fucking back. <laughs> you basically roll out of your chair. <laughs> yeah. And if like, and if my sleep schedule gets fucked up, I'm like fucked up for a week. Like I just can't <laughs> bounce back. It's just like, even, even there's things there. That like, I think it's like more risky to sit and play long play sessions. Now, if you're a, if you're an adult, then, you know, if you are when you're a kid, that's true. That's true. But, um, and pulling a hamstring while you're trying to play like a, <laughs> like the game session. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but even, you know, and I, I touched, I touched on this a little bit when we were talking about like why, you know, why I personally play games, but, um, but there's even a difference in our, uh, you know, our social environment, you know, our friend group. Um, mm -hmm. Because uh, when I was a kid, um, we all sort of had similar interests and we all sort of, uh, you know, we'd play games. We'd all play GoldenEye, Halo, all that kind of shit. Like that was sort of like one of the activities, you know, we'd go outside, we'd wear ourselves out, then we'd come back in um, and then we'd sit down and play either couch co-op or sometimes we'd just sit back and watch each other like play through shit and uh, yeah, or hand yeah. off controllers. And of course, like now you don't have that same social interaction um, that you do. Like, uh, like personally, a lot of my friends have moved away. And they've started families and all this kind of shit. So they're like, they're busy. So even like first, it, like if you do want to play, it's online now. But and that's even if they have the time. But a lot of my friends have, uh, you know, like also their their own interests are shifting. You know, like maybe a lot of them don't play as much as, uh, you know, as often as they did when they were kids or sometimes at all. So that significantly changes too. And I find myself playing more single player stuff. That's a lot, a lot of good points there. Uh, and I, I, it's funny uh, how you kind of mentioned like distance and like using social, using this medium uh, to keep us attached to our friends. And I, I was just even thinking what you're talking about. That is like, if I didn't have gaming, I'd be really limited to like talking to my friends through text and stuff, but with them mm -hmm. and with their kids and things like that, if I didn't have gaming, I wouldn't have barely any interaction with my friends at all to a certain extent. Because we, we almost, we, we have this thing where we play every Friday. Uh, we all hop on. That's kind of our ritual. And that's what keeps us like bonded and close together. And actually, uh, it's a good, I think, point to, to bring into this is that's our ritual. That's what keeps us together. Uh, our friendship, like strong is our Friday gaming session. Mm -hmm. And we'll all pick a game or one of us will pick a game and we'll all, like hop into it without gaming, we wouldn't even have that bond that we still have because everyone has moved away. Some people are in the military now. Some people yeah. have kids now. Some people have different hobbies now. And that's the one thing that keeps bringing us back is gaming, which is, you know, interesting yeah. take on it. Yeah, no, that's a good point too. Cause I was kind of focused on like the little doom and gloom bit there. And <laughs> it's like our personality. Negative like, Nancy. Yeah, it just shucks. Of course, like, well, it's actually great. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good, um, that's a good spin on it too. I think that's, that's definitely true. There are some friends that I still play with today that I don't have nearly the same amount of interactivity with uh, anymore. And without games, yeah, it would, uh, would be even more uh, dried out. So good point. But beyond that, like, from a uh, just socially in general, like it's getting harder and harder as uh, as we get older to really talk about games like as openly. Mm. I mean, hell, it's like the fucking reason we start uh, started to do this shit. You know, it's it's sort of an outlet for us to talk about games. Where like back when you were young, you talked about all your friends. Like you'd have like full length discussions about games all the time. Now it's you don't have as many opportunities. No, it's true. Uh, I feel like it was more acceptable where you had. Uh you know, more outlets, like you said, to talk to your friends about, I remember talking to them about like even single player games being like, Oh, I want this really hard boss. And, you know, and I, having like really long conversations and having people to talk with your, you know, your, your, your hobby, your passion about it. Mm -hmm. But like where, where you even live now, 
I'm basically surrounded by people like either four years older than me or even like two decades older than me. No one gives a fuck about games to a certain extent. And you have no one to really convey these messages to. And I think with the shifting hobbies, like you said, really, it leaves very limited interaction. And most colleagues or coworkers you have, you don't really, you know, start off your icebreaker of, hey, by the way, I play video games. You know, you don't want to throw that, you know, bone out there to get like ripped on like, hey, this loser is still playing video (laughs) games. Yeah. Um, Or like an immaturity factor or whatever it is. And you know what? Like, we spend so much time working on like this podcast, our Twitch, YouTube, like keeping up with all the shit. But it's funny because like when I meet up with someone that I haven't seen for a while and they'll be like, hey, what have you been up to? I'm just like, eh, not much. Same old, same old, <laughs> you know, because it's not like <laughs> yeah. like they might not share that interest and it's not as socially acceptable. So I just sort of like like all this time, I actually put all this energy, but I don't really talk about it. I can't really talk about it. Well, so yeah, the funny thing is like, yeah, you just want to say, oh, yeah, I, I do. I do Twitch, I do podcasts, I do streams and have, have them go like, oh, yeah, what? And you were like, video yeah. games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mind your own fucking business. That's what. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is this? 24 questions. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> just walk don't even say just you turn walk and walk away. away yeah but it's you know it's funny or like or if at most i'll be like yeah you know i've been working on some side projects or podcasting and it's as much as i'll get into you know and then it's really like the adult it up yeah. you dress it up in a very yeah. like a professional sound like oh yeah yeah i have a very very yeah. very good uh podcast and uh, yeah. stream that I, I i produce every uh every friday and <laughs> But how about, you know, like the, um, the changing of times or like the impact that a lot of modern uh, standards have on games? Uh, and I'm thinking like things like modern controls, mechanics and visuals like that shit's mm. changed so much since the games that we used to play growing up. Now things have gotten so different, so much more complex and everything. I'm so envious of kids nowadays and like the quality of games they're getting. Man, like if you would compare like our games that we we got stuck with, just due to just sheer technology now and back then, like I I see some of these games and pieces of technology that they're getting their hands on, like the fact that they're playing on fucking smartphones. Look at smartphones and the access access to like what's this game coming out? It's called like Raid Legend Shadow Legends. It's basically an MMORPG. That's like a meme at this point. It's like I know. Rage. But how many Legends. people do that like uh, monetization on their channels? Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like graphically, if you look at it, though, it, yeah, but see, isn't that like sort of like because it's funny because as you're saying this, like I am I'm almost completely opposite of you because like isn't that sort of focusing on you're almost just focusing on visuals? Well, I mean, like if you look at just not just the visuals, but like the quality uh, mechanically of some of these games, I think controls have got a lot more polished since our games back then, uh, even the tech. The controllers, the feedback. If you look at, uh, you know, your favorite fucking thing in the world, the Switch, mm-hmm. the damn thing has like synaptic feedback in it and stuff like that. And it's just the pieces of tech that kids have their access to now compared to what we had. Mm. Uh, we don't, you know, we were wired to the fucking, you know, system back then. We could even go four feet. Yeah. And, you know, play a game. Now I can go all the way across my, my apartment room. You be like, oh, yeah, yeah. And have a conversation and play with play something with the wireless technology. So it is, I think just everything in general, I'm kind of jealous over kids mm-hmm. now with what they have access to. I'm the complete opposite. I mean, I, th- I do agree that like wireless is great. Um, I mean, wired is actually better for input lag. Mm-hmm. So technically wired is still better, but I, I do think that the wireless, like it's, it would be hard for me to go back to a wired system, but I I'm, I'm sort of on the opposite end of the spectrum. I actually find myself sort of disappointed in a lot of like current, like modern mechanics and techniques, mm. like, because I personally feel that there's such, um, there's such a focus on visuals and, mm. 
and extra layers of control that it takes away from gameplay experience itself. I sort of feel like the impact on gameplay has sort of nosedived over time. Like, cause I mean, and that's, and this is actually why, you know, as, as much as I joke and we joke about it, like why I love Nintendo's stuff so much is because they are sort of more traditional at the root. That company is focused on, they develop uh, gameplay first and then they build their games around it, which is often why they don't have very involved stories and everything like that, because they develop a game around how a, a character controls. And I mm-hmm. think that's the most important thing when it comes to a game. Like I'm, I, I just, I only, I only am interested in having fun when it comes to gameplay. Like, I mean, I like a good story. Like I'm, I, I enjoy good stories and games. Like I like the uncharted stories. I like last of us, that kind of shit from a gameplay perspective. They're so, they feel like they, we've taken so many steps back from where we used to be as we were kids. This was, you know, of course, in my mind, I, I mean, obviously there's no, there's no doubt visually we've come a long way. You know, I even talked about this in like the unreal engine demo that was just put out. It's like, yeah, like visuals, like that's cool. That's impressive. It's, it's easy to be wowed by a visual, but I'm more concerned is how's that character can control, you know, like how, yeah. like is it actually going to be fun to play this game? Because like I, it's, it's another thing. I feel like, like I see so many people game hop so often. It's like, it's, it's so easy to sort of get lost in a bunch of games. It's so easy to forget about the last game now because gameplay wise it's like a lot of things are so forgettable and that's sort of where i see the most impacts in my age is just this complete shift that this generation has leaned on um in i would say sort of i think first off back when we were when we were younger um products were built better like the quality wise like it like beyond games like cars cameras whatever like they're actually more robust now everything's just sort of cheaper so because the technology that's found in hardware they want that to be cheap so in order to get that cost down they make the um sort of the outset the components uh, a lot cheaper a lot flimsier and then but like getting back to the actual game side of things where of course we've gotten visually we've gotten very very far and going into next gen it's starting to look really crazy photo real in a lot of senses but I don't, to me, like, I don't enjoy a lot of the, mo, uh, the modern stuff. Like I find, I find more of the platformers, uh, are like the types of things I gravitate towards just because the simple basicness to them, like even a game like Ori, you know, like I praise Ori, mm-hmm. um, because it's more traditional, it's simple in it's art style, but it's also very, very beautiful, but it's, it's very basic and it's very simple. And you do get more and more complex moves as you get through the game, but it's delivered to you in a very um, slow paced, you know, almost like each little section you focus on one mechanic and, t- and then the next section you focus on the additional one and so on and so forth that it's sort of I, like, I think that's good game design and rather than like hit L2 while hold L2 hit R1, then triangle or, you know, like whatever <laughs> it is so that you can like do these things. Like sometimes you get so wrapped up you know, where the crouch button is. And of course, like every game has to be different, you know, like one game crouches this, another one crouches that. And then like everything sort of functions so differently that it's like, there's so many buttons and I'm starting to sound like a total geezer, <laughs> but there's so These many damn yeah. kids and their buttons. There's so many buttons. That it's easy. It's so much easier to get tripped up on. And then at the end of the day, like you sort of have to ask yourself, stand back and go, but is, but is what's happening on screen fun? And I, I find that like a lot of like first person shooters, I still find to be fun. But like outside of that, a lot of these third person action games, like these Uncharted style games, like the stories are great, but the gameplay is not very fun. It's very forgettable. A lot, a lot of first person tr- shooters, that, that whole formula, I think, has been fleshed out now where like 
most controls, the first-person shooters, I think, are kind of homogenous. Yeah. And not much changing to it. So I think it's why it's easier to enjoy them, where they're all kind of universally the same. Yeah. Uh, but I think a lot, like you said, third-person games and things like that, where uh, your platformers, your your fighters, or whatever, the control schemes of them are, are sometimes nightmarish. Yeah. And that's that's what I mean. Like, I, I mean, I, I think that's an inexcusable thing. Like, when it comes to video games, if the controls are a nightmare, or I'm sorry, even the character, the way that that character's controlled... If that's aggravating in any sense of the word, that's sort of like an uh, like an inexcusable element because it's a game. Mm-hmm. You know that that should be first and foremost. You know, it's like even in Ghost of Tsushima demo. Like I I love the fact in that demo from what I've seen. Like when you pick stuff up, it just automatically picks it up. It just shows like a poof animation. Yeah, um, I didn't like that a lot. And that's a game that's built on realism. You know, but yet yet they're smart enough, at least seemingly, that says hey. Showing an animation where this this dude has to bend over and pry this thing out of the ground is not fun, you know, especially like if you do that so much, that's going to hinder your experience. Mm-hmm. So realism can be neat, but there's certain elements where realism is a bad thing in games and you sort of have to sort of suspend that disbelief a little bit and like and, and find, you know, sort of balance on that line as to what's necessary and what uh, for realism, but what's also necessary for an enjoyable gaming experience. And that's so true. Uh, the, the one thing that kind of uh, popped in my head real quickly uh, about that is like, I played so many horror games and stuff like that, that had like animations where you characters like slowly bends and picks it up because they they never could really figure out based off of the situation your character is in. Hey, need to pick this up or pick this up slow or fast. It's just this general slow pickup. And it's almost like a saunter. Yeah. It always breaks the immersion. Like you're getting chased by a demon and it's like, oh, I, it's like, I, you quickly see someone try grabbing your character slowly just bends down and picks it up yep. and then continues to run. And, and that whole c- a concept ruins a lot of portions of games for multiple reasons. And I think the fact that they got rid of that, uh, like let's say your character's in an act- action sequence, you would have quickly run past and grab something while you're running away. Yep. It wouldn't break that immersion. Right. They would have. So it's because a good let's idea, be honest, when you're picking up 80,000 collectibles, like who's putting that in their pockets for realism? You know, like mm-hmm. the realism doesn't always play into, you know, importance. And that's like, you know, but, but not only that, there's so many more things, like how many like of those little brief moments where like a character, they stop you because of an, like a, not an earthquake, but like rumbling and the character stops and then looks around and it pans around. It's like, it literally brings your progress to a halt. And there's so many of those types of sequences. now those follow type missions where you have to like Mm. follow behind somebody at a, like a tortoise pace. It's like fucking nonsense. And that's why it's funny because you said like you're jealous of a lot of kids today. And I feel like I'm actually sad for a lot of kids today. Cause like, I feel like we lived in the golden age of gaming um, where it was all about gameplay. Even developers cared so much more back then about the quality of the gaming experience, whereas they do nowadays, where it's just so much more about the money. Um, mm-hmm. And we see that with microtransactions and everything. Even, um, you know, I call it visual diarrhea a lot, but I remember when I was like playing through Kingdom Hearts 3, which I hated, and there's so much going on on screen, so many uh, animations, sparkles, this and that, that I just kind of laughed at some point in time. I said, this is fucking ridiculous. Like you have full on merry-go-round rides built into your moves. <laughs> and uh, and we said that like in the FF7 remake discussion too, there's so many fucking sparks and shit on screen. You know, it's just like, there's all this, like even, um, you know, even, even first person shooters, like there's so much like uh, animation and lighting effects on screen that sometimes it makes it harder to make certain things out. So sometimes, you know, it comes down to that less is more mentality, you know, and then there's like even more things like in some first person shooters, like I hate in first person shooters now that have like snipers and you have to like 
click in like scope sway scope to yeah you have to click in to breathe in and then that's timed but like even clicking in that button while moving that stick is a pain in the ass but it's like it kind of takes away from that fun fact or at least for me of just that arcade style just zoom in with the scope and shoot like it's just you know fun yeah i don't and i and i I always kind of laugh at the whole scope sway thing because like as a a gun enthusiast myself like games are trying to be realistic added and they had to try a big thing over scope sway it's like what are you partially asthmatic you can like scopes like swaying all over the place i can understand if games like as you initially brought the firearm to bear there's initial scope sway that it naturally stabilized itself yeah after after a second that would be fine because it would kind of be a little immersive, but the whole click the mouse to hold your breath, it's like, that's not how real life operates. That's kind of right. annoying. Right. And I, but I know that like, you know, cause we talk about controls um, too and how like our controllers back then, as opposed to like the advanced controllers now, like I, I, like I agree that like the controls like themselves, like the responsiveness and like the actual layout of a controller um, is, you know, it's, I would, I would say it's arguably better these days, but at the same time, like it kind of sucks. Like I hate when people have to compare it to, like say something like Goldeneye. If you go back today and try to play Goldeneye, it fucking sucks. Like <laughs> that control system sucks balls. But back then, we didn't have a twin stick, you know, setup. We didn't have that sort of rotating camera system. So how they built the game for that system back then made sense to us at that time. And it actually worked really well. And we aimed and looked around and, and played the game very, very well. Like I used to be very good at those games, but now we're so used to the twin stick. We're so used to how games control now that it feels like shit because we're comparing it to today rather Mm -hmm. than, you know, like just looking at it for its face value when it was released. And I would say, but, but you know, back then, no matter what the game was, it really boiled down to, um, just a fun run around experience. Just have a good time in a certain gaming universe. And, you know, now it's just all about the visual fluff, you know, and again, we talked about it and I won't spend too much time, but like comparing uh, and contrasting the original Final Fantasy seven to the remake, the original one was no looker, like even even back when it uh, came out, it was groundbreaking in certain aspects, but it was never a looker looker from the in game, you know, like the chibiness. Mm-hmm. But damn, was that game like enjoyable? And now it's like the cinematics have taken over that it's kind of like they want like the FF7 remake to me. It's like they wanted to play a movie for you, but then said, well, it's a game, so we should let them go here. Like, it's just that's so frustrating to me. That's like they've removed the gameplay element from games today so that they could insert all these new fancy visual things and even responsive things like rumble. I'm not a fan of rumble and I don't think it feels realistic at all. If anything, Mm -hmm. it just kind of annoys me. Yeah. I just, I I don't know. I feel like the times, the, the modern times has changed and it's like, it sucks because I hear people talk so highly about some games that I personally find very, very bad gameplay wise, but like, it's hard to really communicate that to somebody that's born of a different era. You don't need to sugarcoat it. Kids, your game suck and it sucks <laughs> to be you. But yeah, but like, but you can't really communicate it, right? Because like, they'll never hear it. Like, because to them, this is good. And like, if they try to play the games that you refer to, it's going to suck to them because the controls and everything are so different now. And the visual fidelity is, you know, hard to translate, especially when upscaling to HD. But first and foremost, games used to be created for people to just jump in and have fun. It was all about the experience. Um, mm. And that's, again, that's why I, I continue to play a lot of Nintendo games because they still hold true to that. Um, and that's also why I love games like Rocket League. Um, and then you pick up a game like, uh, pick up a game like a Mario or Zelda game and they just fucking, they control like a dream. And almost nothing 
prevents your progress. Like nothing really stops you from moving around or going from place to place. It's all about control. It's, it's basically all just about uh, playing around in a sandbox. So yeah, I feel like that's, that's been my biggest impact. Uh, I think as an adult is just, you know, just the modern standards now of the visual fidelity and all that kind of shit. And, and it concerns me going forward that it's potentially only going to get worse as graphics are more and more in demand. Like you have to sacrifice so much shit to get those visuals. But anyway, you know, time will tell. And no, I feel like I rant about that in every, in every podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, you know what, is there anything else that, um, that you want to say about any of that? I know I, I sort of took over the mic there for a while. No, no. Okay. The other impact that I see, you know, I see, or at least I feel um, as being an adult now is sort of the negative connotations that come with it. You know, like whether that be like sort of the lack of respect or, you know, a lack of responsibility that someone has being an adult playing a game. It's, you know, especially like uh, the generation before us, it's um, it's very common for that to be looked down on. Right. Which I personally feel like that's it's it's so shitty because it's sort of like at some point in time, people decide that like. At a certain age, you just draw a line and say, okay, I'm an adult. I have to wean out these things. But like, <laughs> I personally don't feel like there's no reason to stop having fun. And I don't know. I, we talked a little bit about this already, or I guess a lot about this in our, uh, an earlier podcast when we talked about gaming stereotypes, you know, like to me, I'm like, gaming's really no different than somebody, you know, that we already kind of mentioned earlier, like reading a book, watching TV, um, movies, whatever it is. Only I would say that gaming's better because you're actually physically interacting with it and you're developing. Yeah, I think we've been at that point before where it's like it's so easy to sit and I hear people at you know places of employment or whatever. People just go, "Oh, what what, what, what series are you watching?" And you say yeah. they say blah 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 series, and they say, "Oh, I burned through the entire series in one day." It's like yeah. that means you sat yeah. for like four <laughs> fucking hours and you burned through this entire series, and then you then you know you mentioned, "Oh, um, I don't know, I was playing uh." some of their games, some Crash Bandicoot or whatever, and you see them, like, their expression change. It's almost like, like, right. who the fuck made you the entertainment police? Right. It's like, you're sitting there becoming a vegetable slowly, and yep. we're at least, you know, pressing buttons engaging with the, the fucking TV. Oh, yeah. And, and in, in a lot of cases, like we said, if it's an online game or something, you're actually being social. So, yeah, I, I, find, I find games to be, in my opinion, I almost feel like it, I mean, I know it's not, but it's like, it almost seems like it should be a more respectable outlet than like Netflix and chilling, you know, like I, and it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. Cause you see the people that like say like, oh my gosh, like Twitch streamers, you know, like streaming eight hours <laughs> and they'll like scoff at it. And although I don't usually play for eight hours straight, cause I, that's a long time to sit, but like, I mean, then you, like you said, they'll watch. They'll watch, uh, they'll binge a series in one to two nights and that's 10 episodes. So that's like what you're sitting for five hours then at least a night. So how's that different? But yeah, uh, so that's, it's kind of, it's kind of a shitty thing. And, and it's also kind of shitty too, is like someone that like does like a lot of Nintendo IPs. I almost feel like there's a lot of like double, uh, negative connotations. Like it goes double fucking kid. Yeah. Like it goes double (laughs) for Nintendo. Cause it's just like, not only are you wasting your life playing video games, <laughs> but you're playing kitty games and you try to show a picture to your coworker. It's like, what's yeah. the game you playing? It's like, it's called a hat in time. You play this little girl <laughs> who platform and you try to show pictures. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, it's unfortunate because like it, it is such, it, it is such a weird sort of emotion that I go through with the titles because I do cringe a lot at some of the Nintendo kitty elements of some things, mm-hmm. but not all the games are as kiddies like uh, what they might seem like on the outside, but 
at the core, they're so good gameplay wise that it's like, I don't fucking care about the other stuff. I mean, half the shit I could skip, you know, but yeah, it's just, it's just, it's kind of an unfortunate um, reality, I guess, that we face as an adult. Um, I think being a part of this generation, uh, uh, millennial, I guess you'd call us, um, we we're, it's more acceptable for, I think, us even going into our 30s to be say, hey, we're a video game and no, no one gives a shit, uh, at least in our generation. But I feel like uh, our, our parents and and like maybe their parents and stuff like that, or if they were to say, oh, I play play video games and stuff like that, they would have caught a lot more flack than, than we do. And I think it's a big kind of point to bring across is generationally, I think we kind of have that blessing where I think if we were any older, we wouldn't even be able to do this podcast without being like pariahs or social, you know, misfits and people like judging us pretty harshly yeah exactly i think i think that's a i think that's a great point um and that's i guess sort of the hope i've always been holding on to (laughs) is that like you know what one of these days like like you're gonna see more you know 30 40 some year olds playing games and you're not gonna have to feel like such an outcast in that regard god knows we're stuck into this bitch for at least next 10 years (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so but yeah who knows what the cutoff will be now but yeah, it's, it's certainly interesting, but I, you know, I, I will say that like, I find myself to be responsible. Like I do game a lot, but you know what? I get a lot of shit done too. So I have a life. I do. Things. <laughs> I swear. I swear. <laughs> Proceeds to hop onto a video game while we're talking. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually playing while we're doing this podcast right now. Yeah, playing Luigi's Mansion right now on the switch for <laughs> Anyway, I mean, that's, that's sort of how I feel about it. The negative connotations, like it sucks. It is a reality. Uh, I'd be, I'd be lying if I told anyone, ah, don't, don't feel like that. I mean, cause it's, it's, there's a lot of truth to it, but you know, like I said, just better than Netflix. Okay. But it's Netflix true. is also great. <laughs> <laughs> you could be like me and do both. So you really can't make the argument. <laughs> really just dump your entire life into electronic media. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so is there anything else you wanted to add about being old? Um, I, I think in capping it off, I, I think, um, Disregarding the negative stereotypes you're gonna catch, you know, you know, millennials. What's this? What's this fucking phrase? We love live your best life. Uh, and I, I just want to kind of like f- jump off of that. You know, if you love games and you know you're in your 30s, 40s, 50s, whatever, you could be fucking 80 playing Tetris. You know, if that's what makes you happy, don't let people steer you away from it because eventually someone somewhere is like you're gonna catch flack from it. But you know what? Fuck them. You know, yeah. it's your life. And if this gaming is what makes you happy, you know. Do what, do what you love and you'll always be happy. Yeah. Just don't shirk your adult responsibilities. You degenerate. No, no, don't, but don't pay taxes. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't put, you know, yeah. don't feed your dog. Yeah. Just play games. Yeah. Just don't, <laughs> don't put games in front of your kids or pets or something. I don't know. And then, and then you're good. You're fine. Well, that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, if you like what you heard, you can learn more about us by going to our website at couchplaycousins.com. There you can find links to our Twitch, our YouTube, and our social media. You can find us at Twitter at couch underscore cousins and Facebook at couchplaycousins. And, you know, if you want to take pity on us for being old and decrepit, you know, you can follow us or subscribe to us, whatever you want to do. <laughs> and, <Please>. uh, <laughs> yeah, so until the next time, cheers. Later, guys. Thank you.